0: to real kevlar well hello and welcome back to another episode of kevlar the real kevlar podcast about our bulletproof love story we're here tonight for another week of kevlar podcast a little bit interesting here we have some some new things coming um first of all we'll go through our normal segments updates so updates for me we're four days into our 45 day challenge and so far, we've been doing really well. Four days in, I haven't had anything missed. Lauren has struggled a little bit as far as health, but she has still stayed within her macros and stayed on point, and and only eaten things on the recommended guide. So we're excited about that. I've rolled out my Dragons and Demons podcast. I'm really excited and gotten a lot of very positive feedback about that. I'll go into more detail on that here in a minute. And unfortunately, sickness is in the house. So, we talked about it last week. We had a stomach bug. Christmas, Lauren and I had a stomach bug on Christmas Day. And then we were kind of feeling better, and the kids were feeling like crap. And I think they kind of caught a flu. And then once they started to feel better, we started to feel like crap. So, it's kind of been going on. And we are now, what, a week, almost two weeks out. And she still feels terrible, and I feel pretty crappy. And uh Logan sounds crappy, but I think it's just the cough, and he's feeling better otherwise Mason seems untouched, so he's probably the demon sprawling that bought this into our house so before we move on, like I said, Lauren isn't feeling good, so she couldn't make it tonight, so instead of just canceling, we're gonna go a different route, I'm bringing in the big guns, bringing up uh Childhood best friend of Lauren's as my co-host this evening, good friend of mine, and with that, I'd like to welcome the wonderful, great best friend of ours, Sam DiLorenzo. Sam, welcome.
1: Thank you. I love the introduction.
0: There we go. So Sam is with us tonight. We're just going to roll through our segments, and the question queue is going to be a, a little different as we want to talk trash about Lauren a little bit and probably make her cry when she hears this, but oh, we'll we'll start right into our, our segments win of the week. So this is something that you're proud of something that you're excited about. It could be anything. And since it's a little unique here, I'm going to do mine Then Sam, you can do yours. So again, mine going back to dragons and demons often running. I've got an episode down on Apple podcast, Spotify, YouTube. I have video recording on there. Again, I've gotten a ton of really positive feedback. I've written about two more episodes. I'm really excited to keep that thing going. My my sort of private passion project, which I hope turns into a different type of coaching career. But that's my win of the week. Sam, what you got for us?
1: Well, I think what you're doing is so cool. Um, <clears throat> I've been watching some of your stuff on Facebook. Um, <laughs> inspiring. I don't know. I would say my win of the week is just getting back into the swing of things at work. Um, Coming back from the holidays is a lot. And, you know, kids at school are crazy. So just getting back, I've been on top of my paperwork. Um, I've been able to see all my students. So I just feel like kind of starting this year already (laughs) with a clean slate, paperwork's up to date. We're cruising. So that's my win of the week.
0: What is it that you do, if you don't mind sharing?
1: Sure, I am a speech therapist um, in the schools and I work with low incidence students. So students with multiple disabilities from second grade all the way up to their 21.
0: Wow, so in my job as a assistant principal and IEP chair at every IEP meeting, I work with ours in our building all the time. So if we ever have an opening, I'll give you a call.
1: Please, <laughs> please.
0: <laughs> all right, our next segment, what are you watching? So this is something that you currently are watching on TV. Maybe you're in the middle of a series. Maybe you've watched a couple of recent movies or something you're really into. Um, I've started to dive into books, but I haven't quite finished the one I started talking about about four weeks ago, and I'm close. But this weekend was all about football. Um, The national championship is gearing up, so the semi semi semifinals happened. I watched pretty much all the Michigan and Ohio State – or Michigan and – sorry, I got Ohio State on the brain – Michigan and Alabama game, and that was a thrilling finish. I caught parts of the Washington game, and that was a very good game. Um, But back to Ohio State, the uh, quarterback that graduated from our high school, Will Howard, went to Kansas State, I believe, just committed to go to Ohio State. So I think I just became an Ohio State fan.
1: Oh, ooh.
0: Yeah, he's got one year of eligibility left. Will Howard, decided to see him. And again, maybe I'm a Buckeyes fan, but who knows? So Sam, what are you watching?
1: Well, I just watched this movie on Netflix called "Leave the World Behind" with Julia Roberts and Kevin bacon. Uh, I'm not sure that I would recommend it i <laughs> I didn't love it. I hated the ending, but it's oh. about this cyber attack um seems too close to home. like someone does a cyber attack of the u s and then it leads to like a an internal civil war and it's it feels like it could happen so i it was suspenseful but the ending just kind of like ends so i don't recommend the ending but i did enjoy the movie well
0: that's scary stuff especially in the day and age we live in mhm all right so moving into our question queue and again this one's going to be a little unique cuz usually it's Lauren and i interviewing each other or running through stereo or um scenarios or other things but here we are we're going to talk some trash about Lauren.
1: <laughs> it's our favorite thing to do.
0: Right. My first question for you, how did you and Lauren first meet?
1: Uh, well, I moved right across the street from Lauren when, Oh God, I was 11 or 12. can't remember. I think I was 11. Um, so next door neighbors, literally right across the street. And I would say about a week into moving in, Lauren was outside playing basketball. There was uh, a ho- hold on. <laughs> was a, hold,
0: on. Hold, a hold on. Basketball?
1: Basketball. She was shooting hoops.
0: Oh, man. I could see her saying, I'm going to shoot hoops, but I couldn't see her actually do it.
1: She was doing it. And my mom forced me to go out there and talk to her. And I was like, I really don't want to. Like, I don't know. And she was like, just go out there and talk to her. Well, so i go out there. Apparently, Lauren's mom was saying the same thing. Like, you need to talk to the girl across the street. And Lauren's like, I don't want to. So we end up meeting. And that's kind of how we started off the conversation was blaming our parents that they forced us to come out here and meet each other. <laughs> so that really hit it off. We just kind of blamed both of our parents. And then the rest is history.
0: <laughs> you know, I really couldn't picture a, a better way for you two to meet and a more realistic way for you two to meet. And knowing both. Your, your mom's, I, I'm completely, I can picture this happening exactly as you're.
1: Uh-huh, yep.
0: <laughs> All right, so my second question. How would you descri- describe Lauren to a stranger?
1: Mm-hmm. <laughs> All right, so I had these questions ahead of time, and I, I came up with about 50,000 things to say about Lauren, so I had to condense it. Um, so I have probably like 10 words to describe her. So I have kind, intentional, bubbly, talkative. That should probably be number one.
0: That's an honest Authentic,
1: <laughs> authentic considerate, caring, compassionate, and devoted to her family. Mm. I feel like I tried to encompass all of Lauren in a little bubble, even though that's very hard to do. <laughs> but... She just really is the best person. And I know she's going to hate me for saying all of that. But even if she met a stranger off the street, you would think that they were best friends for years. It's just that's just kind of how her personality is.
0: Right. I can't say I disagree. (laughs) All right. So now, again, this podcast is about our bulletproof relationship, but I tend to talk about me a lot. So my next question is. What were your first thoughts as me about me as Lauren's boyfriend?
1: <laughs> all right, so this is this is a two-part thing. So, are we talking what was my impression of you, period, or you as Lauren's boyfriend? Suffered?
0: Give me both. I'm, <laughs> feeling, I'm feeling big-headed today. Give me both.
1: Okay, you as a person, I thought you were the cool kid. Yeah. And, and all of the listeners out here, Kevin is a year older than me, so back then I always thought. He was just the big dog. So cool kid. I said, big and scary and intimidating.
0: <laughs> what?
1: <laughs> but as Lauren's boyfriend, you were super caring, thoughtful, and protective.
0: Okay, I'll take that.
1: <laughs> but I don't know anybody that didn't think you were big, scary, and intimidating.
0: It's yep. not wrong So, this is around the same time frame. I remember in eighth grade, was right around the time we, Lauren and I, started talking. I think it was that summer, right around when we started being official. I don't know if it was before or after, but that was the first time I was accused of being on steroids, not directly. Oh my God. Again, I have a very big ego. So maybe I was like, yeah. You were just
1: eating it up.
0: (laughs) But. But it wasn't the first time, or I guess it was the first time then, but it wasn't the last time. I get that a lot because a lot of people don't work out, look at me, and they're like, well, that's steroids. I can't attain that. I'm like, yeah, well. And I kind of take it as a compliment. So if people think that what I do is unnatural, you know what? I'll take it.
1: And I can
0: let everyone know but it's not steroids. It's just a <clears> devotion. <throat> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> What's that? <laughs> Never mind. We're tangenting here. <laughs> How soon did you know that I was the one for Lauren? Because I'm sure you were oh. meeting me right away.
1: I, I want to say immediately, but I'll go, I'll go ninth grade. I'll go once you guys were in high school. And the reason for that was your relationship was never something to be messed with. So basically, it was always you and Lauren and everything else came second, which when you grow up, well, for some of us who don't find our loves at twelve and thirteen, um, yeah. when you grow up, you you're the relationship you have with someone that you eventually marry is like you know they're your number one, they're your favorite. Yeah. and everybody else kind of comes second, and you form your relationships, friendships, and things around your significant other. And you guys had that from the beginning, like with other relationships. And for me, it was, you know, I wanted other people's attention and things like that. And they weren't the forefront of my life, like, you know, in the way that you and Lauren were and are, and you guys were just always number one for each other from the beginning. So I feel like that's just how I knew, like, this was going to last. Like, you guys never doubted each other, never had questionable thoughts. It was just always, you guys were just always solid. So I feel like within that first year, I knew.
0: Cool. If you were to change one thing about me mm. or me and Lauren, what would it be and why? This is a tough <laughs> one.
1: This is a killer question. <laughs> um, for Lauren, Lauren, I know you're listening. Stop being so hard on herself and get awesome. herself that she deserves.
0: Thank you. Thank you. Thank you.
1: And I'm putting it out there for the entire world to hear. She just does not give herself enough credit, and she's always so hard on herself. And I just, I understand it, and I get it. But she's a wonderful human being and does all wonderful things. So she needs to give herself more props. Um, Agreed. Hmm. Nothing for you, Kevin. You're perfect. No well,
0: um, That's all. <laughs> here we'll end it right now. Thanks, everyone. <laughs> yeah.
1: So yours isn't something I would change, but it is something. That I've thought about for, and it's, I think this is who you are and how you choose to let people in your life. But I wish other people throughout your life have had the, would have the opportunity to see the side of you that your close friends and family get to see. And I think you leave that up to just your close friends and family, which I respect. But I just like, like, you know, growing up and in high school, like there were people like, Oh my God, you're friends with Kevin. Like, he just seems like the big, scary guy. And I'm like, well, he's really not. (laughs) He's a guy making Lauren and I run at each other full force in a kitchen and knocking ourselves down.
0: (laughs) Oh, you were running at me and I wasn't foolish enough to stay there. (laughs) Right. right. You ran into each other. And which one of you bounced into the oven?
1: That would be Lauren.
0: That was, that was fantastic.
1: (laughs) So just having others like see that side, I, I just don't think that's something to change. I think that's something that, you know, you let your close friends and family get to know. But I wish others could see that too. All
0: right. Well, I appreciate that. And again, follow-up question. What made you think it was a good idea that you could run into me at full speed and I would just stand there and take it?
1: <laughs> In my head, I thought you were like, Yeah, I'm this big, strong, tough guy. You can run into me and not <sighs> move. So I thought you were just gonna stand still like a statue and not move once we both ran into you. But no, you back away. So that Lauren and I could run into each other that and was, ricochet off each other.
0: Yeah, I, mean, I remember that. That was a good time. Lauren's kitchen there. I remember uh, throwing the football. Without, you remember that incident?
1: Yeah,
0: I do. Yep. When, and Lauren there broke her middle finger because she can't yep. catch. I hope our kids don't get that, Gene. <laughs>
1: well, it's all right. Logan's in wrestling
0: right now, so he doesn't have to worry about a ball. Right. Very true. Dodgeball today, and he lost. So, all right. I have one more question that I put down, and I didn't ask you because I want to surprise you with it. Oh,
1: great. Okay.
0: All right. So, you were her maid of honor, correct?
1: Yes.
0: So, at the bachelorette party, how many male strippers were there?
1: (laughs) You will (laughs) never know. (laughs)
0: <laughs> good answer i appreciate that answer as well i don't have to go murder people
1: <laughs> i would never send you out after somebody that would not be a good time <laughs> all right now i have a few questions for you too go for it it will be, be all about me all right what trait do you love most about lauren
0: well i think you said all the good ones um <laughs> so i'll kind of piggyback off of those so like you said she's super kind, super caring. I mean there's there's not a person in this world that is more just authentically nice and I and I know her more than anyone else. So I've I've seen her when she's very frustrated. I've seen her when she's frustrated with work and and I've seen her at her worst when she didn't like people like in high school and in college. So I, I've seen her at her worst but she's always looked for the good in people. She's always lived on this in this world of Trust and love and happiness—that is—is kind of like the opposite of what I am, pretty much. So <laughs> it's one thing that that I really—and when people, other people talk about it, she's just the nicest person. Like she's never had a, a bad word to say about anybody. Um, oh. And then beyond that, she's an amazing mom to our kids. She's an amazing wife. She's my best friend. She's she's everything. So it's not just one trait; it's everything about her.
1: That's awesome. All right. What is the biggest change you've seen in Lauren since you first started dating until now?
0: Oh man. So during college she was voted to uh most likely to go Buck wild her senior year in her school. <laughs> um, no, it's it's been really fun to to grow with her next to her, see see what how how she's matured, see how I've matured, see how we've grown together. And and like I said, in this adventure we call life. And, and even during this podcast, like uh, we've kind of, we've known all the answers to everything we've asked each other, but we also have really kind of grown even further. Like it, it's, it's again, answers we know, but the openness we have in this relationship just kind of grows our, our trust and our bond and our love even deeper. Every time we sit down and have a conversation and, and there is times where we sit down to talk or we go out to restaurants and there's an awkward pause and we don't know what to say just because we know everything about each other but we could sit there and be completely silent and just be happy in each other's presence. And it's almost impossible for that to happen because she's a talker, but otherwise, like, I don't know. It's just, we're
1: unless she's stuffing her face with mozzarella sticks. (laughs) (laughs) um,
0: Well, usually when we go out to eat, I'm stuffing my face with all but one. So she gets one. (laughs) So I guess let's slow her down. But we We can get to know each other better. We can continue to share our love. And again, we could just sit there in silence and and it just happens mutually and and just authentically. So again, I don't have an exact answer on one specific thing that I've seen, but there's been a lot of change. It's been a lot of fun and and just watching her, I, I can't explain, I can't put into detail how much, how impressive she has been going from this beautiful, cute little 14 year old girl that I saw when I was 14 to this amazing mature mother of two that i just every day she amazes me and i don't know i'm i'm happy to be along her side I'm, I'm glad she keeps me around and she's got a great friend like you that's doing the same thing with two amazing kids so good for you too
1: well thanks i learned from the best um yeah. <laughs> all right so that kind of might have answered one of the questions i had I, so I have always wondered this, and I feel like Lauren and I talk about so many different things that I don't really get the chance to ask these types of questions. What, what do you think helped navigate your relationship during every season of life so far and made it so successful? Like, I mean, if I look at my relationships at 13, 14 <laughs> to now, there would be no way. Like, There would be no way. So what, what do you guys do that you're able to change with each other like, how does that work?
0: I just think there's a, a an openness, a fondness there that, that, and, and there's a trust, like I trust that when she leaves here, she's going to do everything she would do as if I was with her and, and she would trust me in the same thing. And when we were dating and in college and in these times where jealousy and, and other individuals can kind of get in the way and cloud that it it was never an issue for us. Cause I mean, we were just. When we weren't together we trusted each other and we gave each other space to to grow up and and still stay close um <clears throat> sorry um i lost my train of thought and oh, and even cool. we uh we we were never really big fighters. We're we're not very confrontational people to start with. But uh, we've never really had. I mean, we have had fights. We've had arguments, and and early on, those were just like let's text each other because it's easier to get the words out than just keep them up. And even though it seems weird to sit next to each other and t- and text our our fights, it's it's better than nothing. And we still were able to find a way to communicate through it. And and even now, we disagree on things, but we're able to talk about it and and. And when it's, it seems like something that she's really passionate about, I'll definitely take a step back and, and think about it. And when it's something that it seems like it's really heating me up, she'll give me space to do what I need to do and, and come back a little later and we'll talk about it some more. And she'll also take the answer of I'm fine. I don't really want to talk about it right now and be like, all right, I'll leave it alone. I'll come back to it later. But for now, he just wants to kind of move on to something else. So that trust and and that bond that we've always had kind of had has just been stronger than anything we've really come across. So
1: I love that because I'm still working on that. Like if I haven't, well, I got to talk about something. We got to talk about it right now. So the fact that you guys can give each other what you need in those times is (laughs) that's
0: key. And the one thing that's really always kind of kept our bond and kept us together was and I, this doesn't go for everybody and and I think there's a, a special combination of she's kind of the uh, she's the one for me and just her kindness and all that. So she was around when my dad passed away, which I can't say. my brother and my sister as much as I love their significant others and how amazing they are and how they would have been there if they had known or if they were around at the time, my my Lauren was there and my dad knew Lauren and she she knows everything about my life from I mean, from that early age to now. So it's there's a, a comfortability there that I don't think anyone will ever find at, at the early age that we found.
1: Yeah, yeah, you both are so lucky. Um, all right, last one. How would you describe Lauren and I's relationship?
0: Um, so I think if I wasn't around, y'all would have switched teams. <laughs> the wedding would have been beautiful. No, I'm just kidding. (laughs) You two are like sisters. Um, and obviously Lauren has a sister, you have a sister, but you have sister, you're like sisters, but you kind of come with like your own diverse background and, and you come from a different background, which isn't the same. So it's, it's kind of like a sisterhood that was, was bred from different houses. Um, Mm -hmm. and, and the bond that you two have, and I've said it on other podcasts, like, I don't know how you two can just sit on a couch and talk for, two hours without moving other than refilling your wine. And like, just, just go like that. Like if I'm with my brother, if I'm with one of my good friends, we we have to be doing something. We can't just sit there and talk. There's got to be a game on. There's got to be video games being played. There's got to be drinks getting slammed. It's, there's got to be something happening. So you two are just like the, the perfect answer to each other's conversational and, and what you two need. And, and I don't know, I've, there's times when I, as a man who doesn't understand women, and I'll admit that, um, there's times when I'm like, just call Sam because I, I don't know how I can help you, and and I would I would like to, but th- the best I can do is, why don't you call her?
1: Yeah, that's she's my, she's my ride or die, and I'll tell you, I I can talk, but not like Lauren, and she has always been that person that like, if there's needs to be a conversation, she's got to go. So I feel like just from us starting to talk when we were 13. She just brought that out in me. Yeah. And now I don't even remember what we talk about. We just can talk for hours on end and it never gets
0: boring. Remember when she first started hanging around and my brother met her for the first, second, third time, one of the like third time, fourth time later on, she started saying something. He was like, she speaks. Oh my god. Like really? (laughs) (laughs)
1: Now
0: now he knows that she hasn't stopped talking since that day, and it just took her a couple days to get loosened up. So
1: he had to make up for those few days.
0: Yeah, all she has. (laughs) For what, 19 years? (laughs) Love you, Lauren. (laughs) Well, that's our question cue. Um, next question. We have two more little segments here. Next one is, what are we loving? We each share one thing that we're loving. This can be something as simple as a, a food seasoning that we really like, or it can be something new that we tried, or it could be something in our personal lives. I'm going to dive into father-son time. So during the, the Christmas break there where everyone's sick, we got some one-on-one time, me and Logan. There's two TVs in our basement. He plays his video game. I play mine. Logan makes it a point to, hey, when we get home, can we play? I'm like, Hell yes. Let's go down and play. And I'll tell Lauren, sorry, the kid's dragging me downstairs. We got to go. go down there, and we'll bump fists, and we'll get playing. Um, same thing with Mason. It's me and Mason in the car ride home after daycare, and he's talking away kind of like his mother, although his is <laughs> rich. And, and he, it's, it's really fun to enjoy the father-son time that we get. How about uh-huh. you? What are you loving?
1: All right. Well, I'm going to not take the sentimental route and we're going to go with the food because you guys always talk about food, always get me hungry. So (laughs) that was all my brain. All right. Don't knock it till you try it. And I know you probably can't have it right now, but pretzels with tzatziki sauce.
0: I don't know what tzatziki sauce is.
1: It's cucumber, garlic, dill, and yogurt.
0: Sounds horrible.
1: No, it is so good. And I, I'm i telling you, me and Anthony.
0: Like are hard pretzels or soft pretzels?
1: Hard pretzels. And they have to be like the actual pretzel form.
0: Okay. Can't,
1: it can't be any other kind. And you dip that sucker in there, it is to die for. And I am not, I don't like dipping my pretzels in much except branch. So for me to branch out to tzatziki was huge. So don't knock it till you try it, but pretzels with tzatziki.
0: All right. We'll put that on the list. Lauren, when you hear this, write that down because you do all the shopping and I don't know how to spell that. (laughs) All right. Our next segment, our final segment, which Lauren and I kind of added this in and we do it when we can because sometimes we can't come up with great questions. So if you're up for it, this is what are we wondering? This is a question that we, Lauren and I wouldn't show each other, but it's something that like, I would ask her, I know nothing about it, know nothing about the background of it, something that I'm asking completely out of left field because I'm totally curious and she would do the same. Oh. Back. Her questions are typically like, what is this football rule or what is this thing you do in powerlifting or, or things like that? So are you yeah. up for that challenge? I'm ready. All right, so I have a list of questions that I was going to ask Lauren. I'm just going to roll into that list All right. and see if I can pick one for you. All right. And this is one for all males out there. And Mm. I see it happen in school. I saw it happen throughout my time as a young man going to bars with Lauren and and the friends. Why do women and girls go to the bathroom in groups?
1: Oh, my gosh.
0: I mean, as a a young man, as a man, there's things called stage fright. There's privacy. There's we don't go in there. And even as a, a high school administrator. Like the boys go in there, do their business and leave and they're easy to run out of there when they're talking and hanging out too long. The girls will spend the entire lunch period in there chatting away. What do you do? Other well, than, yes.
1: high school days, I it was just a chat. It was gossip. It was what whatever we were doing back then. Um, but the bars, that is safety for sure. That is, you don't go into the bathroom alone. You always bring somebody with you.
0: Okay. I can appreciate that.
1: Um, yeah. You never go alone. It's weird. Um, Nobody gets stage fright at the bars. You just, when you got to go, you go. You go in front of all the girls. There's no issue. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> so mm-hmm. that, yeah, that, that is definitely.
0: Well, at least there's a that.
1: <laughs> all right. So I have wondered this. When you were doing your powerlifting competition, I believe that's what it was. When you were like eating everything, right? Why did you have to drink gallons of chocolate milk? I mean, you were just carrying a jug of chocolate milk everywhere you went,
0: right? So, to add size and to add strength, you want to consume more calories. And the thought process behind super heavyweights and big guys who are trying to gain as much strength as fast as possible, it's consuming more calories than you can. And if you watch those strongman competitors like the Brian Shulls of the world and and Eddie Halls and these guys who are 6'6", 6'8", 425 pounds and they win the strongest man in the universe title, those guys are eating like 10,000 calories a day. And when they eat, it's like a cardiovascular event. Like if you watch them on YouTube, sit down to eat, these guys get out of breath between bites and they have to pause, and they're like, oh, I eat this. And then they keep going like, and then they're like, all right, in an hour, I'll have to do this all over again. Like they eat so much food because they're trying to really support their muscle growth as much as possible. And obviously eating that much, you're going to put on a lot of fat as well. So I was noticing as I was getting closer to competition time, I wanted to be in the super heavyweight bracket. And that was where the state record I was aiming for was at, and I was coming in a little light closer to the competition. So the top weight class is super heavyweight, and that's over 308.6. Under 308.6, down to like 275, that is a 308 weight class, which is a whole nother weight class. It's a whole nother bracket. It's a whole nother record. And my brother competed at super heavy. So I wanted to be super heavy. So we were, I was about two and a half weeks out and I'm looking at my weight and I just kind of plateaued. I wasn't gaining anymore. I was in like 301, 302, and I kind of was stuck there for a few days. And I was like, I need to be gaining. Like if I'm going to hit the, over the 308, I, I need to be more than this. Cause I knew on the day of the day before I would kind of settle or maybe lose a little cause I wouldn't be able to like nerves wise take down as much food. So I was like, you know what? A gallon of chocolate milk is about 3,500 calories. So oh, I just started drinking one and would have one each day until we got closer to competition time. And I came in heavier and I came in where I wanted to be so I could break that state record and, and most importantly, beat Frank's record.
1: There you go. It's the chocolate milk.
0: Right. If I had to do it all over again, I wouldn't because I was miserable. But hey. I remember I thought- that. I mean, it was delicious, but at the same time, after about a quart of it, it is gross. And then I would top it off with a gallon of uh, party cake ice cream from Turkey Hill. And that was miserable as well, but I could, I could still eat it now. It's still delicious and chocolate milk isn't so bad, but I just wouldn't do a gallon anymore.
1: Well, I'm glad it didn't ruin it for you.
0: No, no, certainly not. Just in moderation is the key here. Mm Mm-hmm. But now that it's been almost two years and I've lost some weight, but I've continued to train at high levels, I'm kind of getting to a happier place of I can lift almost that, that strong, but I'm at a better weight because I've been able to kind of keep that strength and, and lose some of the body fat and do it the right way this time. So Love it. Well, that's our last segment. Anything else we want to we wanna talk about here?
1: I think we did a good job,
0: I think so too. so if uh Lauren stays sick, we'll have to give you a call back next week. Hopefully she gets better and uh I get my wife back and no nah, she's been great she's been she might not be able to talk she can text me, but she went to bed pretty early tonight so well, she needs her rest right so you can find us at the real Kevlar on our social medias. you can find me at. Coach P underscore knows, check out Dra- dragons and demons podcast. Uh, there's a whole lot of cool stuff coming out about that. Can't wait to do more there. This thing is going to continue to grow. We're going to continue to do it, whether people listen or not, because like I said, it continues to grow our bond, our relationship. Sam, thank you so much for coming out. It was a pleasure talking to you.
1: I had a blast. Thanks for having me.
0: We'll have to have you on when we're both here. and. And then I'll probably walk away at the two hour mark and you, know, you guys can keep chiming away. <laughs> so to close this out here, Sam, I'm going to put you on the spot and you are going to. Hmm. You are going to have to tell us about Lauren and you are going to have to tell us. Every type of car she has owned.
1: Okay, bye.